The steadfast tin soldier. There were once twenty-five tin soldiers who were all brothers, as they were cast from an old tin spoon. They all carried a gun in their left arm and looked straight forward. Their uniform was red and blue. The first words which they heard upon seeing the light of day, when the lid was taken of the box in which they were packed, were tin soldiers. These words were uttered by a little boy who had received them as a birthday present and clapped his hands for joy. He then put them in rank and file on the table. Uh, one soldier looked exactly like the other, only one who had been cast last of all, when there was not enough tin, was not like his brothers, for he had only one leg. Nevertheless, he stood just as firmly on his one leg as the others on two, and he was the one who became remarkable. On the table on which they were placed were many other toys, but what caught the eye most of all was a pretty little castle of cardboard. Through its small windows one could look into the rooms. Before the castle stood little trees surrounding a clear lake which was formed by a small looking glass. Swans made of wax were swimming on it and were reflected by it. All this was very pretty, but the prettiest of all was a little lady who stood in the open door of the castle. She was cut out of paper, but she had a frock of the whitest muslin on, and a piece of narrow blue ribbon was fixed on her shoulders like her bodice, and it was fixed glittering tinsel rose as large as her whole face. The little lady stretched out both arms, for she was a dancer, and as she had lifted one leg up, so that a tan soldier could not see it, he thought she had only one leg like himself. That is a wife for me, he thought, but she is very grand. She lives in a castle while I have only a box which I share with twenty-four. That is not a place for her, but I must make her acquaintance. And then he laid himself at full length behind a snuff-box, which was on the table. From his place he could see the little well-dressed lady, who continued to stand on one leg without losing her balance. At night the tin soldiers were put back into their box, and the people of the house went to bed. Now the toys began to play, to pay visits, to make war, and to go to balls. The tin soldiers rattled in their box, for they wished to take part in the games, but they could not raise the lid. The nutcrackers made somersaults, the slate pencil enjoyed itself on the slate. They made so much noise that a canary woke up and began to talk, and that in verse. The tin soldier and the dancer were the only ones who remained in their places. She was standing on tiptoe with her arms stretched out. He stood firmly on his one leg, never taking his eyes away from her for a moment. When the clock struck twelve, suddenly the lid of the snuffbox was flung open. There's no snuff in it, but a small black jack-in-the-box who had performed his trick. Tin soldier said to Jack, don't covet things that do not belong to you. The tin soldier pretended not to hear anything. All right, wait till tomorrow, said the jack. When the morning had come and the children were up, the tin soldier was placed in the window sill all at once, whether through draught or through the jack. The window flew open and the soldier fell headlong down into the street from the third story. That was a terrible fall. His one leg high up in the air, he stood in his helmet, while his bayonet entered into the ground between the paving stones. The servants and a little boy came at once down to look for him, but although they were so close to him that they almost trod upon him, they did not find him. 
If the tin soldier had cried, Here I am, they would surely have found him, but he did not consider it proper to cry aloud because he was in uniform. Now it began to rain, first very little, but soon more, till it became a heavy shower. When the rain had ceased, two boys passed by the soldier. Look there is a tin soldier, said one of them. Let us make a boat for him. They then made a boat out of a piece of newspaper, put a tin soldier in it and let him flow down the gutter. Both ran by the side and clapped their hands for pleasure. Heaven preserve us, there were large waves in the gutter and a strong current too, for the rain had been pouring down in torrents. The paper boat was rocking up and down, sometimes it turned round so quickly that the tin soldier trembled, but he remained firm, he did not move a muscle and looked straight forward holding the gun in his arm. Suddenly the boat was driven under a large bridge which was over the gutter and there it became as dark as in the tin soldier's box. Where am I going to, he thought. That is the fold of the blackjack in the box. I wish the little lady were here with me in the boat then. I should not mind how dark it was. Then came a big water rat which lived under the bridge. Have you a passport, asked the rat. Give it up at once. But the tin soldier was silent and held his gun tighter than before. The boat was rushing forward. The rat followed, gnashing its teeth and crying out to the chips of wooden straw. Stop him, stop him, he has paid no toll and has not shown his passport. The current became stronger and stronger still. The tin soldier could already see the light of day where the bridge ended, but he also heard a roaring noise, strong enough to frighten a brave man. Just think, the gutter ran there, where the bridge ended, into a canal. That was for him as dangerous as for us to cross a big waterfall. He was already so close to it that stopping was impossible. The boat drifted on, the poor tin soldier held himself as stiff as he could. Nobody could see of him that he had blinked an eye. The boat rapidly whirled round three or four times and was filled with water to the very brim. He must sink down. The tin soldier stood up to his neck and the water deeper and deeper sank the boat. More and more the paper became wet and limp. Then the water closed over his head. He thought of the sweet little dancer, which he should never see again, and it sounded into its ear. Farewell, soldier, true and brave. Nothing now that life can save. Then the paper boat fell to pieces and the tin soldier, sinking into the water, was swallowed up by a large fish. It was indeed very dark inside the fish, much darker than under the bridge over the gutter, and in addition it was awfully narrow. But the tin soldier remained firm and lay down at full length, holding his gun tightly in his arm. The fish was swimming about and made most extraordinary movements. At last it became quiet. It seemed as if a flash of lightning passed through it. The broad daylight appeared and a voice said, Hello, there's the tin soldier. The fish had been caught and taken to market. That had been sold and brought to the kitchen, where the cook was just cutting it open. With two fingers, she took the tin soldier round the waist, carried him into the room to show everybody the wonderful man who had been travelling about in a fish's stomach. But the tin soldier was not proud. They put him on the table, and there, what strange things occur in this world, he was in the same place where he had been before. We saw the same children and the same toys were on the table. There was also the pretty castle with the dear little dancer. She stood still on one leg and held the other high up in the air. She too was steadfast. The tin soldier was very much touched and the nearly shed in tears. 
but that was not becoming for a soldier. He looked at her, but said nothing. Suddenly, one of the little boys took up the tin soldier and threw him into the stove, without giving any reason for this strange conduct. Surely it was again the fault of the jack-in-the-box. The tin soldier stood there in the strong light and felt an unbearable heat. But whether this heat was caused by the real fire or by love, he did not know. His scholars had vanished, but nobody could say if that happened during his journey or if hard grief was the cause of it. He looked at the little lady and she looked at him, and he felt that he was melting, but still he stood upright and with his gun in his arm. All at once a door flew open, the wind ceased to dance her. She flew like a sylph into the stove to the tin soldier, where she was burnt and gone in a moment. The tin soldier melted down into a lump, and when the servant cleared out his cinders on the next morning, she found it in the shape of a little heart of tin. Of the little dance, only the tinsel rose was left, which had become as black as coal.